Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Holy moly! Man, woman, and child in that foot in the aisles. Johnny the Jet Rogers just tore loose from their shoes. Oh, they don't have him yet? Look at Tommy Frazier. How many tackles can one man break? Touchdown. What's going on, Husker fans? Welcome back to Believe in Nebraska Football on the Believe Podcast Network. Um, I'm your host, Sam Casacho, and this season we've got Nebraska Heisman Trophy winners Johnny the Jet Rogers and Eric Crouch with us hosting this year. What's going on, fellas? Hey, they used to call me the Jet, but now I'm just a prop plane. <laughs> <laughs> I still yeah, we'll get used to those one-liners, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring it live. We're going to tell the truth. I don't know if people can take the. Can you handle the truth? <laughs> it could be horrible. Um, a lot's gone on this year. Like it's been a, it's been an, I mean, from, from when I did the last episode last season to now we've changed the offensive coaching staff. Scott's obviously gotten relieved of duties. So the era, the Scott Frost era has ended. We've started kind of, I think a lot of people, including myself thought that, you know, this season was going to end up being kind of a wash, but, here we are kind of in the thick of it in the Big Ten West, kind of led by Mickey getting, you know, Mickey's one, two, you know, two, two of the games. He's mm-hmm. been the head coach one, yep. two of the three since he relieved Chenander's defensive coordinator. So I guess like not to, to rehash stuff that's kind of that's kind of happened, but I'm curious what you guys think about, you know, there was so much hype, such a supposed to be such a slam dunk hire getting Scott Frost to come in here and coach the success he had at UCF. How did, I mean, not only did it not go well, clearly something, you know, something was going so poorly that we, you know, getting, having a change at the, at the top and at defensive coordinator actually had Nebraska playing better over the last couple of weeks. You know, what, what do you think went wrong with that, with that situation? Man, well, I think that, uh, you know, one, we, and I don't, I don't speak for Johnny, but I know a lot of the former players were, you know, hoping that Scott would turn this around and he was the right guy for, for the job. Um, for some, some reason, I, I mean, there's, I, I don't know. There's so many things. Football's dynamic. It could be a number of things, uh, how they recruited, um, how they treated their players. I mean, I have no idea. Um, but so much things happened that were strange to me. I mean, a lot of our captains were hitting the portal. I mean, these guys were, you know, star players and it, you know, those types of things just don't typically happen. So there is something going on. I'm not sure exactly what you can put your finger on one thing, but, um, you know, I, I think it was a good thing. It was a good thing for the university. And and, uh, and also, I think, good for Scott because it, it seemed to be wearing on him uh, pretty strongly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you mean about carrying all that money? I <laughs> <laughs> load, load him down? He was, he was getting mean, weighed down. <laughs> he got weighed know, down. I, had too many problems. I don't know that Scott cared about that. Everybody cares about that much money, Eric. It really makes a difference <laughs> in your attitude, you know. And uh, I know sometimes you're just not ready for that. If you give you too much yeah. too fast, and we say that about college players all the time, if you get too much too fast, that it, it's going to hurt you more. It's really going to help you. And uh, to have that much money without having to be proven to do anything, 
uh, what's the motivation? You know, um, I think with our honor and our pride, uh, but you have to take, be looking at least be able to be said that I've taken advantage of all my advantages. And I mean, just to, to have the advantage of all the former players that he never reached out to is not taking advantage of your advantages. I thought because we all were a team, all my pro teammates that I played with, we're still teammates. I consider all the former players that ever played at the University of Nebraska still to be alumni and teammates. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, well but said. you have to I take agree. advantage of all your advantages and be really serious yeah. about doing that. Uh, and I really didn't see any of that happening, uh, the reaching out, uh, the seriousness. I always think about, um, when I think about coaches and styles and whatever, that after the game, after we won a game, uh, we was on. It was time to go out and have fun. I would come back two or three, four hours later and I go by the, uh, uh, the building where the coaches were and they'd still be there all night, you mm -hmm. know, and then the next night they'd still be there. And that, I think that's kind of what deterred me from coaching, from wanting to go into coaching <laughs> because it's an all the time <laughs> thing. It's not a part-time job. And you, you, and you felt like Scott wasn't as dialed in as, as that. Well, I don't know a lot of things directly, but I hear a lot of things indirectly, and none of them are consistent with being dialed in with that. And if that's the, that's the feeling that they got, then that's going to carry the attitude amongst the team, among the alumni, amongst a different lot of people. And you, you, you never get a second chance to make that first impression. So once, once if you break that rule and you're not really significantly serious, then it's hard to hold others accountable for the things that you're not willing to do yourself first and all the time. Like I said, every day is game day, not every other day. You got to be on it all the day, all the time. Have your heart in it. They got to know your heart is in it before you can ask them to put their heart in it. And I just didn't get the impression that the team had their heart in it starting out there and they were willing I always tell people I would rather slide bare ass on a razor blade than to disappoint Bob Devaney. Now, I don't yeah. think they had that kind of an attitude. I seen yeah. like Martinez, what senior of that level transfers to another school, your senior year, there has to be some issues. I can't even phantom transferring my senior year. And I got records and things that are hanging on the limb, but things are so confused or something's happening around there, which I have no idea. But it's so bad, I got to leave. What? Oh, I mean, the, the fans are booing him and stuff last year. Like that's not you're never going to feel good about that. And I think for him, it was. I think it's a mystery for him. I've seen a you know I've seen interviews where he's talked about leaving Nebraska, going to Kansas State. Seemed like there was just some stuff like our. I mean, from a football standpoint, the run game stuff was never working, and that that's what he said. I mean, he's just like our. We never were getting anything going on our basic base run plays. And it just, it really made it tough. He was under siege a lot. And he's had a really a lot of success at Kansas state now that he's, but that you he's said, gone. So it's but, like, but look at what you, you said, know. Sam. Look at what you said. You said that the line wasn't working. What has that yeah. got to do with people booing him? He's not the line. Well, yeah. I mean, he's we're wondering why he left. Yeah. I have no idea why they were booing him. That was a crazy, that's a, he was a great player. I just, you, he still is. We're supposed to be a smart fan base. You were watching those games. Like, that's not – has he ever made a bad decision? Sure, but what quarterback is, hasn't made a bad decision, particularly when he's trying to put the – he's trying to put a lot of the game on his shoulders. He's a star player. He's the face of the team. 
Well, they so, are yeah, as he throws some bad running picks. his ass down. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not blocking. They weren't blocking for him all the time. It's, it's like it's like he had left because for whatever reason the players weren't blocking for him. But you can't be that way. The coaches won't let you actually be that way. Yeah, I, that was that was part of the problem. And then, I mean, to me, like because. I've talked about this before. Like it should be some of these guys like Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart, like some of the, I think Bryce Benhart was the best recruit out of Minnesota when he came out. The, the struggles they've had in terms of pass protection and run blocking is, is kind of crazy like that, that, and that's where we kind of end up with, you know, now it's literally a change mid year. Like how, how, how could, a new leadership in in two weeks kind of like make the, the entire team look different. I mean, they didn't learn how to block, but like the defense couldn't get a stop against Georgia Southern. Now they're, you know, they've shut out Rutgers in Illinois. I mean, um, and Indiana in the second half to win games. Like that's, I thought they didn't, after they lost to Georgia Southern, I didn't think they were winning a game for the, for the rest of the year. <laughs> like it's like, you're year. not beating yeah. Georgia. Oh, you can't get a stop there. Like, I, where are you getting to get going to get a stop? Um, but I just don't know. I think it, it's whatever was going on. It wasn't good. I mean, I, yeah, I was Scott's biggest supporters. I mean, I went to that first game that he so was supposed think to coach. Other coaches. What about his coaching staff? Mm-hmm. I think that could have been it. That could have been it to me. Like it maybe hung on to, cause I feel like this offensive staff is so much better than what we, what he had been working with. He came with Troy Walters, um, and then made the change like the the staff that he had from UCF maybe hung on to him for too long, but the fact that, well, that's hard to even say, you know, one of the things mm -hmm. that Bob Devaney did, he hung on to his staff all the time for years and years and years and years. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to hold on to the guys that you know, they're closest that are the type of guys that are going to back you up through thick and thin and your choice, (laughs) your choice. And you're supposed to be true. You can't choose them and then fire them like you didn't know what you were getting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I typically totally agree with that, but it just feels like, I don't know. I think everybody's kind of like trying to find answers to something that's just really bizarre. Like, yeah, we don't know. It, it's hard to know. Like he, the, the fact that I thought for sure, given the way they played against Georgia Southern, you relieve. And then the way they played against Oklahoma and it's like, okay, now the defensive coordinator's gone. I mean, typically I was like, this team's about to just, pack it in for the rest of the year and they're fighting so something was something wasn't right whether it was the staff well, I think or one thing back to martinez you know i think the pressure to win this year was so great you know it just put so much pressure um on the players and, and the staff and scott and you could see he just wasn't this he didn't look the same on the sideline and uh, you know maybe with martinez it was kind of like hey we gotta you know i've been here in the portal isn't always the player's choice um you know, sometimes it's the staffs or the coach who are telling guys to go hit the portal because they're going to go bring somebody in and you're not going to play. And I think part of the uh, the need to win, you know, Trev Givens got a year, one year, kind of said it all to me. Like, I think maybe they forced him out. Um, they got some new coaches. They got a little new blood in there. They're thinking, okay, we got to win, new quarterback, um, and here we go. And and it just and it kind of it backfired on them. Well, it worked out for Martinez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't oh, yeah. Back Good for him. him. No, no. Good for it him. Is. I mean, he took He's his got talent, talent and I mean, showed what he had. And a whole other attitude 
and I, I hear his name mentioned around the Heisman. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to get drafted now. Good. He wasn't going to get drafted the way that things were going here. Well, the um, type of team, the type of team that we were putting together, I think it's an attitude, fellas. Like I said, I, I remember after every practice, we had far practice, but after every practice, what, you know what we'd do after every practice? We'd hit the stairs together. Osborne hit it. I hit it. The rest of the mm-hmm. line, Glover hit it. We're, we're doing more work after practice than we're doing during practice because we wanted to right now maybe they hit in the showers when we were hitting the stairs but that's what it takes if you want more you got to do more you got to be more you got to make sure you take personal responsibility to making yourself as good as you can be as good as you can be for that day and for your team because you want you don't want to be the the weak man on the deal yeah and i this is good that's great into mickey i mean you know i mean that's that's it yeah Mickey. i think He's, I mean, I know there's a lot of coaches out there. Um, Nebraska is a special place. There's no doubt about that. You know, I'm, I, I'm a Mickey fan. I mean, I don't even, you know, I, I don't even have a bunch of names in my mind, like who I would want, you know, like right now I'm supporting Mickey Joseph because he's our coach. And well, um, he, I, I'm supporting Mickey he, Joseph because he seems to have the right attitude. Oh, yeah. He's got the right attitude. He's got heart. You can see it on the field, the way the players are reuniting around him, that it's, it's catching on. Because prior to then, I don't think they believed that they yeah. could win. Now he's got them believing they really can't. We got to mm-hmm. tighten it up, but we can do this. Oh, yeah. But you yeah. got to do it now. And he's got them doing it now. When other ones say, well, we'll maybe we'll do it next year. Or maybe I'll transfer to the portal. Maybe this and maybe that. No, let's do what's necessary to win right now. Give us your best. We might not get there, but let's go for it right now. And they are. And why wouldn't, yeah, exactly. And why wouldn't you want a guy like Mickey who's, you know, I mean, the way that he recruits, I mean, he can get anybody he wants. I mean, he's that good. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't recruit black coaches down there. Well, getting that down that, where? Down in Nebraska. <laughs> Oh, in Nebraska, in the state <laughs> in of Nebraska. Nebraska, in high school, grade school, preschool, <laughs> just don't do it. We don't want to set that kind of precedent. And we, at least, we have shown for the last two hundred years that we don't have that kind of precedent. We've never done it. You know, we're looking for all different type of players. I mean, coaches with big names, the big titles, and this, not another one. We got probably the best one we ever had right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think right the now. whole trend, the whole transition has been pretty great. Like, because this is kind of a disaster. Like, this the, the fact that this has happened. Like the Scott, there were a lot of eggs in that basket. Because like the Nebraska job, like it's been a lot of expectations, not a lot of winning. The talent pool's not that big in Nebraska. Like it's tough to the fact that Scott Frost was such a desired coach and we got him, and like it well. went as badly as it did. Then. You know, we had to do this transition. I think the transition is going about as well as it as it could go. Like, you, you're preserving most of a recruiting class after you fire the coach three, you know, two games into the season, three games into the season. That doesn't normally happen. You actually just got a top hundred recruit, Malachi Coleman, out of Lincoln East, and that's like to to your point, Eric. Like, that's that's Mickey Joseph. Like, keep getting keep anybody he wants. Like. You, you recruit, you know, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase like and coach those guys as wide receivers. You're going to get, the, you know, players want to come play for him. And it's clearly he's made an enormous impression on on this team. They, yeah, that they think they can win. 
So I think that that's interesting. Yeah. Like, so what do you think it would take for Mickey to, to get this job? Like, what does that look like? Um, at the end of the day, like, are we looking at, you know, a couple signature wins? Like we, I mean, we haven't beaten Iowa and what, since, since Pelini was here. So it's been seven years. Yeah. A couple more. I mean, if you can beat Illinois, that'd be great. I mean, that, that, that would make it even better. Um, Iowa would be a big one. Um, you know, if you can, if you can not, I mean, not too many games less Wisconsin, if you can, I mean, I don't necessarily think they need to get to a bowl game, but if they got close, I think, I think that, and I even think that regardless of that, I mean, just looking at how Mickey relates to the players um, and shows that energy on the sideline, like this is a, this is, this is a good thing for Nebraska. I agree. I'm in the, I'm in the, in the Mickey boat right now. Let's throw the Mickey boat. No, I'm in the Mickey boat. I think boat a lot too. of us are. A lot of us are. I see. I don't, I don't know, know anybody know, who said no. You guys know a little said, bit more about it than I do, but when we're talking about talent, I as the years come on and come and go, I see more talent they're talking about that we get coming through in the University of Nebraska. Their recruits are coming, but I also see those same guys leaving. Yeah. Yeah. That has happened. And that's why? definitely yeah. some smoke. Why yeah, is that? How, how do we yeah, we part of it's the changing we're doing just fine in recruiting. It would do it, but it, it's our strategies. It's our I don't think the players Something. are in agreement with the things that they're they've been asked to do on the field. I mean, whatever it is, it's not working. I remember thinking when Tom called to pay for me that I was confident that we could do this because when he called the plays, they worked. They worked. Yeah. It's probably you implement, the, probably the, you execute the way that you're supposed to execute and do the things that we set out there on paper. We've been practicing. It's going to work, you know, but I don't see it working for these players. It's really defeating when people ask you to do things that don't work. Yeah. I mean, Tom's like probably the, maybe the best run blocking scheme coach ever. So that's, that's well, we had that's other a great, that's too, a, like Corgan, you know I mean? We had a lot yeah. of different, our, all of our coaches were kind of head coach type quality coaches that were coaching different positions. Right. And I think that was, I think that bringing Mickey in here the way that they did, he's the associate head coach as the wide receivers coach in the beginning. I think it was kind of a way for, for, for Alberts to load the deck. I don't know how much Trev Alberts had to do with, with wanting to bring Mickey in here or not, or how he wanted that handled. And I don't think we'll know that, but like, I think it's a little, I think it's, you know, it's not like we'll anybody know in a minute. didn't know we'll that know things were. If we, if we keep him, <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, know we'll know if it's thin ice. You know what I mean? If we keep him, yeah, yeah like it's even more yeah. evidence that like I think this maybe was always kind of part of the plan. Not that he didn't want to support Scott, because I believe that he did. Like I think he want. I think everybody in the state of Nebraska wanted to work out with Scott. Like that's what everybody wanted, and it it's crazy that it didn't. But like I think going into this year, it was like we only won three games last year. Like. Let's all, you know, to have a contingency plan. And it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be paying off. Um, <clears throat> so what do you guys think Mickey's going to be able to do against this Illinois, this ranked Illinois team coming in? They've had two weeks to prepare for us. The defense is obviously, the, the, the numbers are, are crazy. They're allowing, you know, less than nine points a game. Well, I tell you, I mean, I, I, it's less it's than 100 rush yards. Too. I mean, when you got a team that's it's so good on defense, you can't make mistakes on offense. So um, you're not going to get a ton of chances. You're going to have to make some big plays uh, and you're going to have to capitalize when you got the opportunities. Cause you know, when you're playing a defense, that's you know, ranked in the top five and in, in a lot of those categories and some rank number one, I think they're number one overall. Uh, uh, but I mean, wow. 
Uh, I think you the know, thing that scares me the most about it is the is the less than a hundred yards. They're they're allowing less than hundred yards on the ground and per game, and they've played some good teams like that are that are good at running the ball, and we aren't. <laughs> not to, not to be like mm-hmm. you know just to be matter of fact about it. Like we're you know we're not. Our offensive line has struggled. You know, it's, it's kind of been on all, all on Anthony Grant, and it's like, I think that'll be a key in the game. Like, because if the, if they're just pinning back and coming after Casey Thompson every play, mm-hmm. that'll be a long that'll be a long night. For, I think though, or a long afternoon. <laughs> for, get Trey, for Trey Palmer's got to be a big. He's got to make some big plays. Uh, we got to get the ball to yeah. him every time we get. I mean, it's just like it's amazing. I love watching him. So you know they're going to be get trying to get the ball to him. Uh, well, so it's what's up front that counts. Out. Those guys up front. But we have to run the kind of plays that they can run. I don't think we're running the right type of plays. I, Eric, can you imagine, can you just imagine that you can't figure out a play every single time where you can get two, three yards? I, now, I we mean, know, know. No. No. We don't get, we know how to get two or three yards. We need to get two or three yards every single, you know, first, second, third, we got a first down. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if we two yards from the goal line, do we pass? We know we could bust that duck. We know what play we can do and who we can go over in order to get those two yards every yep. single darn time. I mean, Anthony Grant's they, as good as they come. It's just they just need to do enough with that ground game so that, like you're saying, like Trey Palmer, we're not that can't be, you know, just to keep them honest, keep them honest on them. Because, yeah, I, mean, like I that's feel like just... the, we've had a new team almost <laughs> every year, you know, that, <laughs> you know. Different yeah. players in different positions. And I mean, it's like, wow, there was no, there's really no consistency. Unity. Yeah, no unity. So you, I mean, I don't know. When I was there, it was like, man, we started to gel and you'd play for, you know, two, three, even four years with some guys. So, you know, you, you try to put it all together so fast, it just doesn't work out. So, I mean, I think Mickey's got to build some, some, some unity down there and some consistency uh, among the players and the, the play calling and, and that's how you get that's how you get buy-in, you know, changing up things all the time. I mean, man, that's tough. I couldn't imagine. Like you said, John, I couldn't imagine that. Mm-mm. No, and 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 the the offensive change this year, the crazy thing is that like that seems to be, I mean, at least to start the year and even going forward, like I know where everybody's happy with where the defense has gotten, but that's I mean, that's where that's what's killing us this year. Giving up so many, so many yards just you know, throughout games. Four hundred, like this is the contrast. They're giving up. 222 21 all-purpose yards in a game and we're giving up 471 per game i mean that's going to be tough to overcome i think coming into this year that with the changes on the offensive staff everybody thought yeah like that the, that the offense would be the would take a little time to get together but they've kind of hit the ground running almost out the gate trey palmer i mean they, and they've gotten better and better i mean trey palmer's unstoppable in that purdue game and whereas like the defense, I don't know how they went from being as efficient as they were last year to being this way this year. And like, they have to deal with, with, with chase Brown. Like, I mean, this is a, this is a Belema team. Like it's, it's going to be, they're, they're going to run the ball, play good defense. And like we're Nick Henrik's out for the year. That's going to be huge up the middle, stopping the run. Well, Another do, thing that's do, missing do people... is turnovers. We don't get enough turnovers on defense. We used to, no, we're too busy giving them. We, we used to i remember on offense we, we'd get the ball like on the you know 30 yard line sometimes and you know 30 yards to go score you know and and that was because our defense our defense would you know pick the ball off or, or sack a quarterback and create a fumble and, and it would be three four of those a game 
and uh well, you, you gotta get out you... you gotta get out of them zones and start playing man so we can keep track you know everybody knows how to beat the zone eric i mean you you can do on that first step you can see what they're going to and you just find a hole that they're going to where they're going away from and you can just pick a, a team apart period yep. i mean you, you got you got to well. get some guys that are going to play some man to man and let's tighten up so we know who's responsible and another thing do we have special teams at all you know or do we run back punts and kicks at all or is this a, that a thing of the past i don't think we have any positive yardage on kickoff and punt returns and half the time we don't try is it just a consistency consistent fair catch deal they just tell you to go out there and make sure you fair catch catch it uh as long as you don't don't drop it then we're good yeah, it's definitely a mindset i don't i, don't, I mean the way i look at it is you know, if they're doing it, then they're probably being coached to do it. Yeah. Well, that's the way I figured they're being coached to do it too. And then sometimes they want to run and then the, 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 the blockers don't know when it's going to, you run and when you don't. When I was playing, we ran every time. You knew what was happening every single time we were going to try. And that's the opportunity you get to make big plays. That's where you get good field position. This is where you get your advantages, but you got to be trying and it's defeating. It's defeating if you don't let them. If you're telling them to go back there and fair catch it, then one time, well, no, we're not going to do it this time. Well, let's make up our mind. I, I mean, they, that was the difference, like kind of to what you were saying before, Eric, and what you're saying now, Johnny. Like, it's it's the defense. It It's all three phases. Like, that. that's what turned that Indiana game in the second half for the Huskers was we pinned them down on the 10, so that's special teams, three times the defense would bail them out and our offense would end up with a short field. And, and that was how we, that we end up shutting them out and getting two touchdowns going up. That's how you and when it really, we were reeling going into the half. We'd given up a, a, you know, a 14 point lead in the final five minutes and like t- let them tie the game. I thought for sure that Indiana was about to run away with it and they really buckled down, but the way that they did it was by, yeah, it, t- it was all three phases. And it wasn't like even the, the, it was like unbelievable play. Like you're like Johnny saying, like no one's returning, you know, Trey's capable, but like no one's returning punts for touchdowns. Like the special teams isn't altering the game, but just like competent play enough to, to, to get to help our offense out, to, to help that's the defense all out all of it it's working a- together it, it, as a cog. And that's what they're going to need in this game. Like it, the ground game, we don't need to be, you know, rushing, you know, breaking off 75 yard touchdowns. We don't even need like 30 yard plays like Trey Palmer is going to have some big plays. So what we need to do is keep them honest enough by just being competent in the run game. We need to be competent in this in special three, three, team. Four in yards our every time. Yeah. yeah. Like we need to be able to, we know they're going to try to run the ball. Can we, are we going to be physical enough up front to stop them like enough times? And it's going to be tough. Like Nick Henrik is like the, is the, he's the leader of that defense. Like he's, he was the one calling, you know, getting the calls in. And he's a huge part of, of stopping the run game p- between the tackles. So they're going to have to, you know, fill that in. Like I know like Maga Clements, like that kid's going to have to step up in this game. Like that's, that guy's going to have to, and I, and I like him a lot. Like he came out of Juco and he was an interesting, an interesting recruit because he was a safety. So he was kind of like long and fast, but like in a year he had, he had kind of beefed up and still was pretty fast. And I think he's an interesting linebacker, particularly blitzing. So him stepping in will be big for the Huskers and yeah, the, the, the most disparaging thing is like the amount of yards they're giving up and the amount of yards we're giving up. It doesn't look great, but we're at home, you know, we're, you know, we're scoring about 30, we're scoring about 30 points per game. 
we, we need definitely Trey Palmer to do it. I think we just need to find a way to, we have to come up with a creative way to keep them honest off them. Cause they're going to come in thinking, yeah, we just got to stop Trey, particularly after that Purdue game, they're going to be like, we got to stop Trey Palmer. We got to rush the passer and they, they, we got to make them fear our, our run game a little bit. I think, well, I think that'll be the key to the game. Well, we got to make sure that they, <laughs> that they really have to stop us and we don't be stopping ourselves. Cause we have too many penalties. I remember in the game of the century, we had one darn penalty between two teams for the whole darn game. You can't beat yourself. Yeah. Everybody takes a turn on making a mistake. You can't, you know, what kind of discipline is that? Let's run the play that we know we're all going to win. You can have four or five damn plays. You run all the time as long as you run them good. <laughs> I mean, I think we were doing that against, doing that against Purdue. It's but like not. Trey Baller <laughs> runs deep post. <laughs> oh, he's open. I mean, yeah, so that, that I think, I think competency is the, is the biggest thing. Like we're, we know who our stars are, right? Like we know Trey Palmer is a, is a star. We know that Casey Thompson can get it to him. We just need to be competent in the other phase of the game. And, and the question is, can, can we do that? You know, together, got to do it together. The, the biggest thing in the Purdue game that like stuck out was like, we let them chunk us all day. They ran over a hundred plays and we ran 50. Like, so they ran two times as many plays as us. And it was, a six point game. I mean, that is just, that's crazy. Like they were just eating clock and we were depending on, you know, one long touchdown to just try to hang on. And we just couldn't get that stop. That's my concern going into this Illinois game is that chase Brown, like on defense that like chase Brown will kind of just will chunk us and the, the, their ability to stop that, like get some stops and like maybe force DeVito into some bad, some bad plays. Like you said, get a turnover here or there. Like, that it's going to be on the defense to make some plays plays that they, they didn't make against Purdue. Like that's, I think, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Well, we, 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 we have the score on offense too. Somebody's got to make plays over there. <laughs> do we ever run off tackle or do we always run off the guard? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, I see us running right up the middle where it's going to be hard. Where, where, where's running off the tackle when? Well, they try. I mean, <laughs> Anthony Grant's getting swarmed back there <laughs> when, when he's when he's trying to do it. When but, he's trying um, to run off tackle. Yeah, when he tries to do run it. <laughs> when he's trying to run off tackle, if they put it out wide, like he, they're back there. They're, they're we're not we're not blocking that well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, our so that's, identities they just have changed. Be good enough. You know, I what? think with the spread offense, identities have seemed to you know everyone's running the same the same offense. You know, a spread and. And uh, we used to run the football for, first. You know, it used to be we had the guys and we we're going to run the football and, and own the offensive or own the defensive line. And and uh, and then the passing game would come after that. You know, if you can run on a team, then you should be able to throw on them too. So, um, I mean, I, right. I'd, I'd like to see Nebraska get back to, you know, running the ball and, and dominating up front and, you know, maybe not throwing it as much, but maybe evening it out to like 50-50. Yeah, and, th and honestly, that's kind of the makeup of this Illinois team. It in a lot of ways looks like an old, you know, an old Nebraska yeah. team. Like they they run the ball incredibly well. They play really good defense. It allows their quarterback to be really efficient. Um, yeah, I mean that's and that's kind of what they do. And they don't, you know, they don't beat themselves. And hopefully, we can we can match that. I think it'll help a lot to be at home. And you know, we'll see. We'll see on we'll see on Sunday at uh, at two thirty Central, right? Well, I'll be watching it on TV this time. I, got, I have to be somewhere else. I'm going to watch it, start watching it on TV so we can fill it out. But uh, they know what they got to do. It And M Mick is trying to do it his, his whole career, his whole 
livelihood is on the line. He, it's on the line. And you can see that's why he's not, he don't have money in the bank like our, his predecessor did. He's got to make this work right now and get them all together. But the whole thing is, is that you got to get the team wanting you to do it together. It's always yeah. teamwork. And you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't have guys just thinking they can haphazardly take turn making mistakes. And it's not, it's nothing serious about it because I mean, that was a big thing to us. We, we, we were, we were, we were very concerned that we didn't make mistakes because I don't, I can't hardly even remember maybe once or twice in my whole life. I got, I got a return call back because somebody made a mistake. Yeah. Make competency. Mistakes. Just don't yeah. beat yourself. Like, I mean, these things are, it's, it's, we say it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's easy to say. And then somehow we get out there on Saturday and, and that's not what ends yes. up happening. Well, I hope, I hope it does. Yeah. Like I, I'm rooting, like, like we said, we're all on the Mickey boat. I'm rooting. I mean, obviously we're rooting for him. Like, I think this is, I think this is winnable. I think that they've played hard enough and well oh, enough yeah. and, and I guess competent enough. And, and, you know, at the places where we were just so deficient, couldn't get a stop. The defense has played better. Like they have to, they have to do that this week. And, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out on, uh, on well, Saturday. I can't wait I, to see. I yeah. I, I know that I happen. want, I know after we that, that big, that big 10 championship, I always try to get Bielema. I want to get him so bad after the, after he took us apart. To, what is it in 2012? That Big Ten championship, and then he left. That was that at Wisconsin. I <laughs> was terrible. So hmm. hopefully we will. Uh, hopefully we'll give it give it back to him. Uh, so that's it for our show this week. Tune in next week to see if the uh, the Huskers can unseat the uh, Fighting Illini and get. Bielema once and for all. We're going to be as always booty whoopers. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, go Big Red. See you guys. Get it to win it. Every day is game day, y'all. I was raised in Nebraska. But one time I journeyed south And the things those Okies said down there Made me wipe out a couple of miles They like their Sooner football And they don't like the Huskers enough But I surprised them all when I sang this song I made them take off and run you can boast about your victory Tell me all about your team But when we meet on the football field Your bridges won't be clean You can brag about the Sooners And sing your old fight song But don't come across our borderline Cause you knuckleheads don't belong Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.